reading the second from the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. The word of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, one of the priests at Anathoth in the territory of Benjamin. The word of the Lord came to him in the thirteenth year of the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, and through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, down the fifteenth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah, when the people of Jerusalem went into exile. The Call of Jeremiah The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Allah, Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over the nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, and to build and to plant. This is the word of the Lord. The reading is taken from Matthew 8, verses 5 to 8. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home, paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, Shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you under my roof, but just say the word, and my servant will be healed. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Today, first of all, we now pray for the Claudia Sensei for her quick recovery from her wrist injury and God's care for her. But she already comes back to the church and continues her ministry, though she's, going, she's taking some surgery at the same time. Let us pray. Now, I'm going to talk about Prophet Jeremiah and how do you understand his activities, office, his status, and the position in the Old Testament community. Of course, he spoke the words of God to the people, but his messages were not easily heard nor accepted by the people of Israel because he had no clear public authority to his community. The Old Testament prophets prophesied quite, quite actively, mainly in the age of king's reign. It sounds strange to you, but at the time of Israelite kingdom, king himself were 
recognized as holy person and called as the Son of God. Or it is often said that God is the father of the king. Israelite kings were chosen and sacred by God with being anointed holy oil to his head. The word of anointing in Hebrew is Masha. And Messiah literally means the anointed one, that is, holy savior of Israel. As you all may know, the Hebrew word Messiah is translated into Greek as Christ. In the time of the Old Testament prophets, Jerusalem temple with its priests was the key religious center well functioning for the people. Kings and priests had their public background for their religious authorities, splendid and marvelous buildings of the palace court, or Jerusalem temple built by King Solomon, overwhelmed the people, and these monumental structures were taken as their religious symbols for the Israelite religious identity. On the other hand, the prophets were originally just an ordinary lay person and had no special quality to that position or activities. Prophet Amos even called himself as, I was neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I was a shepherd and I also took care of sycamore fig tree. Amos chapter 7, verse 14. Talking about Jeremiah, at the early stage of his life, he was called by God to be his prophet, but he was determined to decline that call and even wanted to refuse it, saying, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 6. This expression, he was young, did not mean only his age but his unreadiness, incapability, or inexperience as a messenger of God's word. Indeed, later, when he announced the Lord's word to the people, they were never willing to listen, and he was ignored. Sometimes, Jeremiah's message was too harsh to the king's government, denouncing the king's misconduct and calling it as adultery. Even the king was sanctified by the God of Israel, but, but was attracted to worship foreign pagan gods, Baal and Ashtaroth. Then Jeremiah's words were taken as blasphemy to the holy anointed king, and he was persecuted severely and sometimes put in prison. As a prophet, he had to face this hardship only to be mocked by the people and oppressed by the king. At one time, Jeremiah argued with God he would give up his office as a prophet and even condemned God's calling was too hard and saying, I was weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. 
Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. As I preached last time, Jeremiah foresaw the approaches of the Babylonian army to invade Israel as a tool of God's punishment. As such, his prophecy referred to the destruction of the Israelite kingdom. If they failed to turn on the Lord, who wanted to hear this gloomy message, destruction of their country, and Jeremiah himself did not think his, proce- his prophecy would come true. As a matter of fact, his core message was focused on Israel's repentance to God and not a destruction. However, it happened as he foretold. Jeremiah never wanted his catastrophic prophecy fulfilled. Finally, his prophecy came to happen. God's words were real. And then Jeremiah's religious authority was proved through the course of Israelite history. Babylonians destroyed and burned down the Jerusalem temple. The city was conquered and the people were deported even to Babylon, a thousand kilometers away, as a diaspora, meaning refugee to the world. Still, Jeremiah kept appealing to God's message until the last moment of Israel's kingdom. Through Jeremiah's story, we find the great difficulties to stick to the words of God. Sometimes we may give it up to cope with our worldly relationship with people, society. Christian history tells many things about the persecution from the surrounding society and people to their faith. But our predecessor kept their belief under those pressures. What about us? Can we really be possible to keep our faith through the difficulties of the world? As Jesus told the parable of Sower, saying, when trouble or persecution comes because of the war, because of the war, they quickly fall away. Mark chapter 4, verse 17. It is quite interesting to see our present situation. In this context, now we have a, we we have no direct persecution to our faith or Christian beliefs. Still, under these COVID nineteen circumstances, I may say that we are facing a type of soft persecution or pressure on our Christian community, our governments, national or local, either way, insist on avoiding crowded situations, sammitsu or three C's, not to hold the gathering of many people. That is, our congregation was discouraged to congregate to worship. Because of this restriction, I see it soft persecution, I may say. We are scattered and remain 
in separate places, feeling sometimes isolated, lonely, and feeling the loss of our friends. We are still uncertain when we can get back at KUC together in Nagamine Dai. And there are many anxieties and worries, economically, socially, and personally, under these unusual circumstances. However, it is not totally impossible to keep our sense of communion, unity of the congregation, membership, even if we are separated. If we trust and listen to the words of God every day in our own places, we are one to perform his will in this unstable situation to show God's unshakable love to our neighbors. As we follow Jesus' fundamental teaching, love your neighbors, whatever circumstances we live in. Jeremiah, Jeremiah was quite reluctant to be a prophet, and God encouraged him to put his words in his mouth. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 9 says, as we listen this morning, I have put my words in your mouth. I have put my words in your mouth as a, as a sign of God's presence with him always. If we recall words of God in any situation, we should realize God is with us and love of Jesus falls afresh on us every day. Since we are members of the same Christian community of Covenant Church, listening to the same message of one God. Let us pray. Lord, give us your words always as a sign of your presence in our real context of daily life. We may keep resiliently praying to you to listen to your voice. Merciful Lord, be with the people who are in need, in great distress, anxiety or sick in bed, holding their hand and talking to them the words of hope and love to them. And we ourselves may be the instrument to carry your message to our neighbor through your guidance. We pray this prayer in the name of our Lord, our loving Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. God be with you.